1: Is Armed American Radio's daily defense.
0: Armed American Radio's daily defense because they don't want me to.
1: That's why I do it. Presented by X Insurance. X Insurance from the Six Hour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America, fighting the enemies of freedom. Mark, Mark Walters. 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 And here
0: we go, ladies and gentlemen, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense in the Sig Hour Studios on the Crossbreed Holsters mic. All of it is being brought to you today and every day by the great X Insurance. Greg, over in Dallas, Texas, it is Taco Tuesday. You know what I said to my wife today? I said, let's go get tacos for lunch today. You know what she said? She said, we're having tacos for dinner tonight. Ah. I said, so let's go get tacos for lunch today. Yeah. It's Taco Tuesday. Can you only have tacos once a day on Taco Tuesday? No, I, I can do tacos twice a day. So I had my smoked meatloaf. I, I said, you know what? I'm going to forego driving. Because for me, it's Del Taco thing. On I love. If I'm going to get store-bought tacos, I'm going to Del Taco, right? All right. Too far down for me to drive. Eh, if I'm the only, only one getting them. By the time you get them home, they're soggy. You pick them up, they break apart, you know? That's
2: why you eat them in the car.
0: <laughs> get them at the drive through and just pull off to the side and yes. eat them there. That's the best thing. To do. Then bring everybody else's home and let them fall apart. Yes. You had your fill. Well, they should have but gone with you. I decided instead to eat my smoked meatloaf that I made for Neil when he was here Saturday. There's nothing better in my book than a cold meatloaf sandwich on white bread with mayo. That's hmm. so why I had that for lunch today.
3: All right. Well, hey, you know, tacos so you in the go. evening, you'll be just fine.
0: You can make tacos out of that meatloaf and crumble it up, too. too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But we're not going to go there. Hey, we have a lot to cover today in a great hour. In Coming up in this hour, ladies and gentlemen, Skip Coriel is going to be here, longtime friend of mine, publisher of mine, firearms trainer, gun rights activist out of Michigan, where there is news on the gun control front. Imagine that with Governor Whitmer. And in the second hour, Neil McKay, who was at the courthouse in Atlanta yesterday, thinking he was going to be there when the Trump indictment went down, or at least went there to check it out, because that's a re- he's a reporter. That's what reporters do, right? Well, that indictment didn't go down until late last night between 11 and 12 p.m., 12 a.m., midnight. So he missed all the fun, but he's back down in Tallahassee, and boy, does he have a lot to say about the Trump indictment. So we're going to talk a little bit. About that and some other stuff with the great Neil McKay. But right now, let's go to Skip Coriel in Michigan, who joins me now. Skip, how are you, brother? You and I are going to do something fun. We're going to catch up live on the radio. How's that? Because we haven't talked in a while. How you doing today, bro?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm doing pretty good. I've uh, it's a a good day in Michigan. It's like 74 degrees, cloudy, a little bit of rain. Um, so the weather's well, you know the weather in Michigan. It's like yeah. every hour it changes. But uh, politically, not doing, doing so well in, in Michigan, but I, I've got my head above water, and I'm, I'm keeping on a, a good uh, public
1: face.
0: I don't know that that's a good thing. If it's really bad politically, maybe you ought to put on your angry political face. Maybe it's time <laughs> to get in there, face. I, but you're too nice. I, I can't see you putting on the ugly political face because you're just a nice person. And that's Okay. That's okay, because you fight for gun rights regardless. Skip, let's, you know, I've got a couple stories up on Michigan right now that, you know, let's just go there. Uh, but Michigan gun laws are changing soon. Yeah. Uh, your governor was successful in instituting some changes there, being background checks. We'll talk with you about that. Storage laws and what the Detroit Free Press is referring to as temporary removal which we all know to be permanent confiscation, in the form of red flag law. So let's talk a little bit about what's happening in Michigan right now with this news from the Detroit Free Press. Just two days ago, I held off until I could get you on the air to talk about this. What's happening there? What do we need to know? What do gun owners need to know?
2: Well, basically, uh, you know, they've just started their, their gun control uh, push. It's like a blitzkrieg. They just, we, we knew they were going to do this. Uh, after the first of the year, but we didn't know how fast they were going to move. They just went really, really fast. They didn't uh, try try to compromise on anything. They just went for the jugular, and they they, they pretty much succeeded. Um, they got everything that they wanted for right now, and we're being told that later on they're going to go for even more, even worse stuff. You know, later on, like assault weapons bans and and, and things like that so uh, yeah it's it's not good here in Michigan um you know the the uh gun uh you know safety thing that they're calling it boy if you uh if if one of your kids gets a hold of your gun and and does something bad with it, you're talking uh boy, it, potentially up to fifteen years in prison uh for that. Hold up, back so, up for a second. If who gets a hold sure. of your gun? Did you say who? Uh, any minor. Any minor. Any
0: minor, minor. Could, okay.
2: Could be a 17-year-old, 16-year-old, 15-year-old, whatever. It's not against the law to, you know, have your gun, you know, out and about, not locked up. It's Where you only might need it. The, yeah, yeah. It's only against the law if, if uh, someone, you know, a minor gets a hold of it. And, uh, you know, they do something and there's like another story, OK, if they do something bad with it, then that that's going to be a, a big problem for whoever did it. And, you know, we, we've always pushed for, you know, locking up your guns. I mean, I, I'm an instructor mm-hmm. that that's what I do. I tell people lock up your guns. Don't let your, you know, your your kids have free unfettered access to your to your guns, you know, because it's just risky. But uh, I don't know. I just don't like it being mandated by a government that I don't trust, that's all.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad you brought that up because you're reading my mind. That's, that's what I love about you. You and I have been on the same wavelength for many, many years together. And you kind of t- t- that you took my next question. You answered my next question, so I'm going to ask it anyway. I'll just kind of change the format. But isn't it – I can't really change the format. I was going to ask you straight up isn't it responsible to keep your guns away from your kids anyway, right? Isn't that what we're supposed to do anyway? And and you just answered the question as an instructor. Isn't that what you teach? That's what I teach. Of course it is what we talk about all the time. That's responsible gun ownership, brother. But a government telling you we're going to put you in prison?
2: I know. I know. It's another way that they can put gun owners in in prison. They already have enough. It, it It just seems like... With a lot of this stuff, whether you're talking red flag or, you know, the gun storage, it, it's like they're setting it up like a, a chessboard, right? They're moving all the pieces so that they can have a lot of different ways to attack you. Um, and, you know, guys like you and I, we're going to lock our guns up anyways. I don't need the government to tell me that, you know, in order to be safe, I need to lock my guns up. I already know that, you know, and everyone who takes a CPL class knows that. All right. But uh, it's just frustrating because it's like, how were we supposed to stop that? I mean, because, you know, if you argue against the, 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 the law that they passed, oh, oh, you don't care about kids. So you want kids to die. You want kids to, to go shoot up the school. And of course, that's out, outrageous and, and ridiculous. But, you know, when they when they own the media, What are you how are you going to fight against something like that? So I think a lot of people in Michigan, they didn't know how to fight against that. So they didn't fight against it. And, you know, even the legislatures, you know, the the Republicans, a lot of them didn't fight against it. So it it was frustrating. That one was like low hanging fruit for the Democrats.
0: Yeah. uh, There's no easy answer. Let me say this. My son is 18 now. My daughter is 20. They're not minors anymore. Mm -hmm. But according to the Democrats, using their statistics, my kids are children. Now, that's how they throw out, right, and I know you know where I'm going with this. That's how they put out the narrative that guns are the leading cause of death of children in America. They're counting 18, 19, and 20-year-olds that we refer to as adults, that the law refers to as adults, That constitutional rights are applicable to adults, some of them anyway, the ones that they like, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I want my children, when my son was 15, 16 years old, my son was responsible with a firearm, and I know that. If I was ever out of the house, you know, look, my wife and I traveled places. My kids stayed home alone when they got older, right? Did my son have access to a firearm? Oh, yes, Mr. and Mrs. America, he did. (laughs) Okay, he did. Now in Michigan, that's criminal. But yeah. only in, now, what the commies in California want, what the Democrats want, is access to a gun, period, is criminal yeah. to them, not just a misuse of it.
2: Yeah, but I try, and, and,
0: it's personal uh, I responsibility. Have a
2: 17-year-old. I have a 17 year old at home, 17 year old son, uh, you know, a 13 year old son, and a 12 year old daughter. And the 17 year old. Yeah, he's got access to guns. You know. Hey, Skip, because, hold
0: that thought. We're, we're taking a break. You know how the radio thing rules. Hang tight for just a few seconds. We we'll have a few minutes. We'll be back in four minutes, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking with Skip Coriel, Michigan's favorite son, one of my favorite people on earth. Skip is just—he's just a flat-out nice guy, and you want to hear what he has to say. We'll be right after. We'll be back right after this break. Don't go away.
6: Daniel Defense, firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Daniel Defense does represent freedom, passion, and precision. Those are three things that Democrats know
0: absolutely nothing about, or if they do, they don't care about any of those three. Welcome back inside the Sig Sauer Studios. Mark Walters in front of the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike with you. It's all being brought to you today and every day by the great X Insurance. We're talking with Skip Coriel, Michigan's favorite son. Uh, Skip, you and I have known each other a long time. Let's let's enlighten the audience to our background. Uh, you worked diligently on the Second Amendment March, the first annual Second Amendment March in 2010. That brought together yeah. gun rights activists from across the nation. That was really one of the first places all of us met each other. A lot of us for the first time ever at that event.
2: Yeah, and we had a we had a really good time too, didn't we? We had a really
0: good time while we were there. Uh, you know, that's the first time I met Larry Pratt in person. Um, it's the first time I met Black Man with a Gun. Mm-hmm. The Reverend for the first time. It's the first time I met David Codria. All of these people are, have been longtime contributors of the program since that Second Amendment march. And... Yeah. You, you know, it, we didn't have a second annual march. The amount of time that you put in on that was just incredible. Oh, Susanna Hupp it's where we yeah, had the first Susana. time we met. Uh, Nick, because, yeah, all everybody met at this. And that formed relationships that now get together every single year afterwards. If you want to see that, you know, redoubled, I guess the gun rights policy conference would be the place you go, because a lot of the same folks are still there fighting the good fight. But you um, you put a lot of effort into that. And a second one didn't materialize. I'm, I'm curious. How come?
2: A second one didn't materialize, well, for a myriad of reasons. Uh, you know, first, the team that, that I put together to do that, we worked on that for 18 months. And, boy, I, I tell you, I, it just it sucked the energy r- right out of you because, because I did that. I was a stay-at-home dad at the time that I that I did that. And I just, uh, I couldn't do another one um, because I just didn't have it left in me, at least. And initially I would say, well, I'll take a year off and then hit at it again. But, you know, just a bunch of different reasons. I mean, the people that I counted on to help me, you know, they were tired and worn out. And I see that happening now. You know, right here in, in Michigan, people are just politically, they're, they're fed up, but they're also tired. It's like, how much can one person take before they just give up? And, uh, you know, the, the right people just didn't step up um, to help me with it. And I didn't want to try and do it on my own again or, or have to rebuild that. But yeah. we still have a march every year you know in in Michigan, because that's you know that's easier it's less expensive, and we still do that um in fact, we're having another second amendment march uh october fifth uh this this fall uh at the Lansing state capitol here in in Michigan, and uh boy, that's becoming very, very controversial because uh, they just well they guns. Just banned. <laughs> They, they banned all the guns at, at the Lansing State Capitol for the first time in the history of, of, of Michigan, which is kind of frustrating and infuriating. And uh, I don't I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like these people and talking about, you know, the, the, the Democrats, they feel like they're 10 feet tall. They're bulletproof. Nothing you know, bad can happen to them. They have total control. And it's like they're—they're they're not afraid to use it. It's like scorched earth. Gretchen Whitmer just grinds my grits uh, to the max. You said <laughs> I'm a nice guy. Well, I, I'm on the verge of not being a nice guy. Uh, you know, I, I, when, when you said that, I thought of uh, that Patrick Swayze uh, movie Roadhouse, right? Love the movie. Talking, yeah, I love it too. And he's—he's he's saying, "I want you to be nice until it's time." To not, not be to nice, me. <laughs> you know, and I gotta tell you, if now is not isn't the time to, to not be nice, what do they have to do? You know, round us all up and throw us in prison. You know, ask Donald Trump if it's time to be nice right now. It's time oh, to such not a great be point. nice.
0: That is such I mean, a great point. There's a couple of things I want to pick out of what you just said. You said the right people didn't step up, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I know look, the people with the money didn't step up, okay? And yeah. you were still able to put together what you put together. Now, let me, give, let me add some, some teeth to that. If you had every town's Bloomberg wallet, would that march have had a half a million people there?
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, there's
0: <laughs> the answer to that. So in a bigger period, that's a micro, but in the macro, there's a reason they're able to draw a half a million people to a march and our side has never done that and there's a lot of complacency there what I mean by mm-hmm. that is well the Constitution protects my right to own a guns I've got guns nobody's really gonna take my we tend to, to not want to collectively well I have a constitutional right no matter what they do I can still go down to Bob's gun shop and buy a gun today mm-hmm. so we don't really see it as now that's changed since that March in 2010 As you know, the activist community has exploded. The fight is, is, it's a street fight now, right? And we've learned how to street fight. At least in this community, we've learned how to street fight. The Republicans, who are the only party that really truly we think we can turn to that has our backs when it comes to gun rights, talk a big game, but they're not in the street fight yet. They're still standing off the sidelines waiting for it to get really ugly before they jump in. And so are the money people and everybody else. And we need them to step up to the plate right now. So if you're a Republican politician listening to the show, we need you in there now. And there are a handful of them that are in there. But more or less, they tend to talk a big game. and They don't really act. And for all of those reasons, you know, and let's face it, let's be real. Most of us are at work during the day. Yeah. We're not walking around <laughs> yeah. with purple hair and bones in our nose with no jobs <laughs> sucking off the government cow. Right. Right.
3: We've actually yeah. got jobs
0: and do things. It's hard for all of us to get away. We're busy people. Yeah, that is a hit to you Democrats, and it's supposed to be. I hope it hurt. There you go. But let's yeah. face it. It's, it's, it's a battle. Now, two years ago, I was in Lansing. It might have been two, might have been three. I don't know. Time flies. It gets away from me. But I was scheduled to speak at the steps of the Capitol in Lansing, Michigan, and <laughs> went up there, and it was a, you know, the weather was awful. It was cold. It was raining like crazy. And there just wasn't a big turnout for that reason. I was kind of disappointed, but we had a lot of fun under the tents outside. We still got our conversations in. We just didn't have them with the backdrop of the uh, of the Capitol behind us because it was raining like crazy, so we stayed under the tent. Was it disappointing yeah. that we didn't have more people crammed under the tent? Yes. Did I understand why? Yes. Today in Michigan, I would like to think it would be a different deal, but... You know, I don't know. Things have changed in Michigan. uh,
2: Yeah, it has. It's changed. The March last year, you were there two years ago. We had like 200 people. Last year, we had 200 people, and the weather was was great. Mm -hmm. Someone else did a rally here in Michigan just last month, and they had 200 people. It's the same people showing up and working hard and and busting their balls to, to get it done.
0: And it needs to be 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. We'll be right back after this break with Skip Coriel. We've got him for another half hour. We'll talk about Trump. We'll talk about the direction of the country. Skip won't hold back when we ask him the questions that you want me to ask him. And I'm going to go there. We'll be right back. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yes, welcome back to the show indeed. Defender Coffee started my day today. It can start your day today, too, or tomorrow if you don't have it at home. DefenderCoffee.com. Use the promo code AAR. Thank them for supporting the right to bear arms. And know this that every time you take a sip of coffee, you are supporting the Second Amendment by donating a portion of the profits to a gun rights organization. And, of course, I donate mine to the Second Amendment Foundation. It is a win-win. It is a no-brainer. Drink coffee, support the Second Amendment, all in one fell swoop with one cup, one sip. It's a great way to support the Second Amendment without having to dig for couch change. Welcome back to the Six Sour Studios. Mark Walters on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, it's all brought to you by X-Insurance. Skip Coriel. Michigan's favorite son. Let's continue the conversation. Now, do you dabble in Twitter at all?
2: Um, No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I have a Twitter account, but I, I, I don't think I've uh, posted on it in a long, long time. Greg, do you? To leave before you're shown the door, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) Greg, are you? Have you been shown the door still, Greg? Are you? Are you dabbling in there? Bring me up to speed. Uh, Yeah, I'm still blocked out. You're still blocked out. See how that works, Skip? Yeah. Greg is blocked out. The reason I mentioned Twitter is because I've been, uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter, and I hope you do, at AAR Mark, If good heavens if you don't have a Twitter account, don't go out and get it on my account. But if you do, make sure to follow me at AARMark. You're going to see a lot more activity. My daughter is working for the company now, and one of her responsibilities Is keeping those social media accounts very active you'll start to see us we will likely have a new Instagram account coming out in the very near future and a completely different one and it will be quite active and it's the Twitter account has been very active as of today and yesterday it's it's beginning to pick up and the reason I bring up Twitter is because Kemp is trending because of what's happening in Georgia uh, Hillary Clinton out there running her mouth about, oh, she's happy to see the rule of law. Are you kidding me? This is a woman who should have been in prison 20 years ago for 50 years. I mean, this is just incredible what these Democrats get away with. But also civil war is trending on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Trump and the indictments. Uh, This country is at each other's throats. Now, Skip, I had a conversation with someone that you and I both know personally very well and have known for many years. He will go nameless for the purpose of this conversation because of of the sensitivity of what we're talking about. I don't need anybody to know it. I, I don't mind telling you I was part of the conversation. But part of what came up in that conversation today was this country is on the precipice. Skip, and I think you'll agree with me. The Democrats are pushing this this country to a very, very dangerous brink. Would you agree with that?
2: I, I do agree with that. And, you know, as a student of history, uh, especially American history, you you go way back to, you know, the American Revolution or, or the Civil War. Those, those things didn't start like, oh, something bad happened and everyone went berserk and, and started a war. That's... That's not the, the way it happens. If things build up over time. You know, the, the one thing about uh, American people is we'll take a lot of crap, and it's like we'll take a lot of abuse. Okay, kick me, kick me, kick me. I just – most Americans, they just want to go to work. They want to work hard. They want to play hard. They, they want to give their kids a good education. They want – Uh, buy a house with a white picket fence, you know, go on vacation. but And they'll take it and take it and take it. But one thing that I'm personally seeing when I talk to people is that people, one, they're starting to wake up, and two, they're starting to get pissed off. I don't know if you're seeing that.
0: Not only am I seeing it, I'm feeling it. And (laughs) I think, you know, I, I speak for a lot of people when I say that. Uh, My father, 84 years old, feels it. My Mm -hmm. 83-year-old mother feels it. My relatives feel it. Uh, You feel it from across the aisle on on both sides of the political spectrum. People feel it from a different side for different reasons. And therein lies the problem, the fact that they sense it for the opposing reason, Is generally how conflict starts okay whether it's a schoolyard fight two kids see the same situation differently hence they go to blows Mm -hmm. well that's the micro the macro is the street fight that uh, that escalates to something more dangerous I would submit this this country's already in a civil war there's a culture war raging in this country right now and you've known me a long time you know my sentiment that the mainstream media is driving this. I think it's intentional. The Democrats know what they're doing. I believe they want conflict in this country. And what they're trying to do now is push the other side so that they can blame the other side. Mm -hmm. And they hold themselves unaccountable and blame the other side for it. Hillary Clinton is a great example, the example that I just used. She's laughing when asked about the Trump indictments and says the only thing that she feels good about is that the rule of law is prevailing. My God, coming, you know, that's like the liquor store robber being happy the other liquor store robber got busted and saying, well, the rule of law works.
2: Yeah, well, her her tongue probably turned to sand after she said that. No, it
0: Uh, didn't, and that's part of the problem.
2: (laughs) You know, people, by and large, Here's here's one of the 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 problems. The Second Amendment is like the one the one right that protects all others, right? And the the problem with the Second Amendment is is it's like it's like the nuclear option. It's like, you know, we can bluster, we can have marches, we can rally, we can do all kinds of stuff like that, and we can make a lot of noise with our first amendment right. But you know, the second amendment that comes into play when the first amendment fails, uh, when, when they start going door to door, you know, confiscating weapons, when, when they start putting people in in prison for, for speaking out and and things like that. And, you know, you can argue, well, that's been happening for years and it, it has, it has been happening for years. And I just, You know, it's like, I keep asking myself, when is the point? How far can the American people be pushed before someone stands up and says, okay, enough's enough, Um, we're going to use the nuclear option. And the nuclear option being civil war, armed revolt, revolution. You know, I, I mean, we were talking about, you know, people not showing up to the Second Amendment march. You know, I asked a bunch of people, why didn't you come? I just flat out, why didn't you come? And the, the overwhelming response was, well, because I know that the FBI is there and they're taking pictures of everyone. And I didn't want to get in trouble with the federal government.
0: Uh, let me stop you for a second, because I'll say that you and I have not talked about this before relative to the march. But there's no doubt in my mind that the FBI was there.
2: Well, I'm sure they were, but but to not it because of that. You're
0: right, listen. I mean, you're already on a list, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you like it or not, you're on yeah. a list. So don't be afraid of it. Cherish it, relish it. You're yeah. on a. You don't think I'm on a list? I talk about this stuff every day. <laughs> All right, hey NSA, you're tuned in now. Thanks for letting my signal go through. I know sometimes when yeah. we talk about things you don't like, our signal gets choppy. That's not coincidence. Okay? I know for a fact the Secret Service was listening to this show during the Obama years. They probably still are. But the fact of the matter is, Greg, 30 seconds, you said you were having too much fun with Skip. Skip, we're having too much fun (laughs) with you, brother. The segments are flying right by. Can I ask you? You you promised to come back in the next few days. I want to bring you back on. We've only got one more segment with you for this hour. Good. I'm going to bring you back. Uh, maybe we'll do this for a Sunday show and get you on the big platform on the Sunday Monster Cast. I'd love to have you here. So I'll talk with you off air about maybe bringing you on on Sunday. Uh, aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, I will to talk to Skip a little bit about just how bad it is. Stacy Abrams out there running her mouth again. And there's something that I want to throw a disclaimer out about the state that I reside in right now. Georgia's home to me in the sense that I live here. But it's not home to me in the sense that I'm from here. I sleep here at night. But I'm not from here. I just happen to live here. And there's some things I want to point out to you listening across the country about the state of Georgia that you're hearing in the news today. There's a complete lie. We'll be right back.
6: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Yes, now back to the show indeed. Mark Walters in the six-hour
0: Studios here at AAR Ranch in front of the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, for this hour of the program on dozens of radio stations around the nation, it's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Those of you who like to watch the video of the show, we are back up now and uh we are back up running now and uh we'll uh, we'll see we'll have to we're tweaking some things as we go along so hang in there with us but uh, enjoy the show you can visit us at armedamericanradio.com to watch the show live or you can check us out over at OpsLens. you can watch us on apple tv and all those other cool platforms so do that just don't do that while you're driving now before i go back to skip coriel there's something i want to point out to you i i, I was on a Program today. I'm I'm a regular guest on 97.1 FM, the Mark Cox in the Morning Show in St. Louis. It's one of the most popular drive time shows in the morning in that area, if not the most popular. He's got a big audience here, and I love going on that show every Tuesday to talk about these issues. We have a great time. They're passionate conversations. And before the interview began, it was a, a guest host sitting in for Mark Cox this morning. And I kind of interrupted him. I said, before we get started, there's something I want to point out. And I want to point it out to you here today, too, listeners. If you're watching any of the fake news programs out there, from Fox News to ABC, NBC, so we can CBS, MS, DNC, CNN, LOL, any of them, you're likely seeing Georgia grand jury brings indictments. You're likely seeing Georgia prosecutor brings indictments. Let me make this very clear. It is not Georgia grand jury. It is not a Georgia DA. It is a Fulton County Democrat, liberal, progressive, crap hole DA. It is a Democrat Fulton County, crap hole grand jury. It is not a Georgia. The rest of this state is as angry as you are about what's happening. Fulton County has been playing games with elections. This is partisan nonsense, and it's coming out of Fulton County only. The rest of this red state is feeling it just like you are. And I want to make that very clear when you see that, because they're not distinguishing between Fulton County and Georgia. So when you see those headlines, you see those fake news reporters talking about it, you know that it is Fulton County, period. It is the city of Atlanta that has been run by Democrats into the ground for decades. The rest of this state is as angry as you are. Skip Coryall, welcome back in, brother.
2: Hey, well, you got me all worked up. What should we talk about now?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> 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 probably a lot of things I probably shouldn't bring up. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, let's talk about the Trump indictment here a little bit. I watched the, the, uh, this Fanny Willis is incredible. I watched her mm-hmm. get up and act like she was queen of the Ottoman Empire, screaming into the microphone last night you know, demand, you, you will surrender to me, and Donald Trump saying we will never surrender. How do you think this plays out, Skip? This is very dangerous stuff going on in this country. We touched on it a little bit. The country's at each other's throats. There's no question. It's not going to get any better. The two sides are not going to all of a sudden hold hands and sing kumbaya. I don't even think a 9-11 catastrophic event could bring this country together. Period. Yeah. <laughs> what, how do you think this is going to play out with Trump, and what do you see happening? Let me before, I, before you go to that, Joe Rogan made a comment today earlier. I read it somewhere, and I'm going to paraphrase, best I can remember. He said, the more they do this to Donald Trump, as long as he's not in jail, his election is unstoppable. And these <laughs> idiots haven't figured it out. They're blaming him and accusing him of everything they're guilty of. Take it from there.
2: Well, I'm reminded of a Charlie Daniels song goes something like, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for an election to steal. Um, <laughs> let's just say, <laughs> the devil in Georgia, um, what was her name again?
0: Fannie Willis.
2: Fannie Willis. She is the, you know, she sold her soul to the devil, um, as in all, the, the entire Democratic Party. But as far as where is this going to go, uh, you know, I, I don't think... They want to put Donald Trump in prison for the rest of his life. They They want to strap him to duct tape him to a chair, shove bamboo shoots up his fingernails, set him on fire, and burn him for the rest of his life. okay? That's how much they hate him. It's an irrational hatred, not because he's a bad person, but simply because he has the audacity to challenge them shine the light on them and say, look, this is what these people are really like, and we can't get him... He's not backing down. His, his his crime is he's not a coward. That's Donald Trump Trump's crime. You know, this republic was not established by cowards, and cowards will not preserve it. Okay? And, uh, you know, all those people that won't go to the Second Amendment march because they're afraid of the FBI, I mean, they are complicit. In everything wrong with this country, you're a coward.
0: Well, Donald Trump, Trump is standing is in their way. Uh, Donald Trump is standing in the way of the globalist agenda. These are very dangerous people. Uh, yeah. You want to go back? Look at the tactics of the mob. Uh, still to this day, but more so years ago in the '80s, the rise of John Gotti, and in the '90s and all this, but. Intimidating witnesses, murdering people, talking. You know, John Gotti's neighbor kills his son, then his neighbor disappears and is never seen again. Okay, this is the techniques. These I fear for Donald Trump. I fear for his safety because mm-hmm. I, I'm. It's just going to give you a gut feeling. Donald Trump's not going to prison, and if they were attempt to try to put him in prison, oh, that's when it's going to hit the fan. I, and I, I will say this, and I want your opinion. I believe the 2024 elections are going to be incredibly dangerous, the most dangerous election cycle this country has ever seen in its history. Neither side is going to accept an outcome, and it is going to be vicious, and I I think you would agree with that.
2: Mark, I do agree with it, and I guess one thing, you know, I live in Michigan. I'm I'm behind enemy lines. Sadly. Sadly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it didn't used to be that way, but it is now. If this were, you know, August first, nineteen thirty-nine, I'd be I'd be living in Poland right now, okay, and that's not where you wanted to be, August first, nineteen thirty-nine. You know, I have a plan B. <laughs> um uh, you broke up there skip
0: you you broke up there go ahead and say what you said again in the same spot because we lost you i want everybody to hear what you're saying
2: sure i said you know i have a plan b if if the 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 crap hits the fan and i end up in the middle of a civil war i'm going to get my family to a safe place and uh, you know and i believe that's going to be one of the southern states okay i see secession if donald trump um, is assassinated or thrown in prison, that's when enough is enough, and and crap's going to get really, really bad, and there will be bloodshed. That's, uh, you, ladies that's and gentlemen,
0: I, I feel the same. I, I hope to God none of this happens, ladies and gentlemen. I, it, is, it is, you know, I, all I can tell you is my family prays for Donald Trump every single day, and I hope yours does too, because this is about more than Donald Trump. This is about far more than Donald Trump. And if you don't believe me, go on to Twitter and read the lefty comments on Twitter. Uh, it, it's, it's eye-popping. It really, truly is. Skip Correale, I'm going to talk to you later in the week. I'd like to bring you back on the Sunday Monster Cast, if that's okay. We'll talk off-air about that, see if we can schedule you up for a solid hour on the show. Because there's, there's so much to talk with you about. You know, an hour is not enough, but at least it'll make a second hour. This week, that we can spend with you. Thank you, Skip, for being here. Okay, we appreciate it very much, and we appreciate everything that you do. And I know you're behind enemy lines. I hate to say that because I lived in Michigan for, well, from the time I was nine until I was 15, and it was a free state at that time. Shot my first gun in Michigan when I was a young kid, by the way, between nine and ten years old. So I have fond memories of the state. I hope it fixes itself and writes itself. Neil McCabe will be here to talk some politics and some other fun stuff. Don't go away. We'll be back at six minutes after the hour